is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys, as we chip it and we dip it here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco, alongside professional football analyst Heckman Harrison. Sultry voice. The sultry voice. I'm just going to call me a professional football animal. I was like, Whoa, yeah, I like that. Wow. <laughs> I like wow. that. I like how that sounds. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of hate that. <laughs> yeah, let's let's got go. That image in my head. I'm going to have to call you something different. We've got our resident <laughs> Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback. Cowboys insider Rob Phillips is currently busy being a Cowboys insider. He is writing a story at this very moment. That'll be up on DallasCowboys.com later. I don't know what the story is. We'll have to ask him whenever he comes in. Uh, but we've got plenty to react to. Jerry Jones just hanging up with the fan a couple moments ago, and he did drop some nuggets. Yeah, he did. He dropped a couple nuggets for uh, for Cowboys fans out there, including one that we sort of tossed around yesterday, was what is the option to replace Lyle Collins at right tackle? And we now know the current option now. Lyle Collins, according to Jerry Jones, is now in the appeal process of his five-game suspension that was handed down by the NFL. He is still not able to play this Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. So still no hope for him this week. However, the appeal process is underway, and maybe that five games gets trimmed down a little bit, or even better than that, it's erased completely. So there's things here to think about, including who is going to be the backup. Well, Starting at right tackle on Sunday, it'll be second-year undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech, Terrence Steele. He will be your right tackle on Sunday. Reaction? Reaction? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's a reaction, and and I think this team desperately uh, needed to find a swing tackle solution uh, during training camp. They came away with saying that Niseki and Steele were your answer, and that's what we have to go to war with, guys. I mean, look. Rally the freaking troops, huh? It's just what you got to do. If you've ever learned the serenity prayer, God, give me the serenity to accept Mm. the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and courage to know the difference. This is Mm. the courage. Courage to know the difference well. part. <laughs> hey, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh-huh. I mean, and you have to accept the fact that, you know, we're in a situation with Leo Collins where he's not going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. He can't play through an appeal. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it as uncomfortable. For, I mean, we're not going to get much information on this whole thing. It's a five game suspension. We have to go forward. There's nothing else to it. That's it. You got to roll with what you have. Right, and that's where we go. We got Terrence still coming in here. Still got to find a way to stop that Bosa boy and the rest of his crew. And uh, this is what we got. They'll, they'll, they'll put together a game plan. Now, again, I want to remind everybody that even if we had Lyle Collins, he, they were, we were going to have our hands full with, with this guy uh, on the defensive end. So um, what we were going to give help regardless. He was going to have assistance, whether it's Collins, whether it's Steele, whether it's Naseki. It doesn't. 
Oh my goodness, everybody! Oh my gosh, what? it's Rob Phillips. Rob, oh my goodness, hello. Who, look well, who it is. Man. P. Continue with your point, though, before we get to. Yeah, Rob. I mean, I mean, I was just, I was just amazed by how swole he is. His, he has to have a zip down. Yeah, because it's pretty he, impressive. Jesus, um, medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but regardless of who was going to be playing our right tackle position, we were going to have to assist them. Right now, you might have to assist them more now because he's not a Pro Bowler <laughs> out there. However, they were going to need some help. It's not like we're just going to sit that person on an island out there and just say, hey, block Bosa all game. No, that's not going to help you sleep at all at no. night when you say island and Bosa and swing yeah, no. tackle. So, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 here no. we are. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Talking, talking about, about the right tackles. tackles. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm late, actually. Is that <laughs> what you were writing well, on? Yeah. yeah. Update us. Well, I, you guys know what I know. I was a little surprised it just came right out there. But Do you but think he said – I mean, was it tongue and – he said it so – Quickly, it was like that was yeah. There was no secret, and then most coaches don't play their hands. this on a Tuesday. I think Jerry. I mean, you heard what he said about Terrence Steele. I think he wanted to come out and say we got a lot of confidence in this young guy. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I think that's. I think that was the message behind it, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he gave us some insight on. Like you probably guys just talked about it, but why they're not moving Zach out there. So. That's that was interesting. Kind of reiterate for yeah. the people that didn't. Well, they don't want to. It's kind of what Mike said all last year. Want to shuffle the cards? They don't want to have to switch two spots out of five. So, I don't know. The, I guess best five. They like best. I know for a fact best five is something they think holds water. But in this particular situation, they're willing to say, "Hey, we've got a young guy who started 14 games last year." Tynaseki mm-hmm. was on the injury report last week. But I think he was full by the end of the week. So I don't know if it's that. I think maybe they just they, they like this young guy. So we'll see what happens. You know, and that's that's kind of confusing to me because I guess if you're looking forward and you're you're saying after Collins returns, the best five scenario of moving one position or two positions uh, out to the right side, sure, that makes sense because then you would have Martin at right guard and then you have Collins at right tackle. But Going, if you look backwards to one week, the only thing you're switching is your right tackle. Mm-hmm. Because if you put Connor McGovern at the right guard spot, he played there a, a ton last year, six six starts last year. He, of course, he started there week one. You would only switch out the right tackle and you would replace Lyle Collins with Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the, the shuffling of the cards holds as much weight at this very moment as it did yeah. a year ago when it was a revolving That's door. I, I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. However, you know, you want you want your all pro that you have there. You know, you want to protect in your backside and sure. you want to protect in the inside. You know, if, if worst case scenario, say this Bosa boy goes off, right? He gets up the field. What can Dak always do? Step up. Step up. Right. However, if we're a little bit, a little bit weaker on the inside than we are on the outside, you don't want pressure up the up, up the middle. More right. Running. So you prefer to have pressure on the outside. So I think that plays a part of it as well. If he, at least at least Dak has an escape in terms of stepping up, I don't think he wants to escape by getting out the pocket and running. He can escape by stepping up in the pocket. I was going to ask you guys that yesterday. What what's worse, middle pressure oh, or middle. edge pressure? Middle. middle all day long. All day long. All day long. Yeah. All day long, because because right. I can say as a, as a quarter, as a quote unquote running quarterback, I would have outside pressure all the time. Teams would blitz me all the time, thinking contain, contain, contain. When in reality, I could make one move, get outside of them, and be gone. Right, <laughs> and get to get to whatever kind of space I needed. Internal pressure, ooh, that's rough. 
because I can't step up. Your natural instinct as a quarterback is to step up in the pocket, right? So if you can't step up, now I'm trying to step away. I'm trying to step sideways and trying to find a gap between the D tackle and the defensive end. And a lot of times those guys can retract their steps and come back and get you, right? So they can always go upfield and come back inside, right? But when you when you have pressure coming from the inside, there's nowhere to go. Plus on the outside, you can chip, you can do all these other exactly. little things and add basically – surrogate linemen yeah. on the outside to help 12 personnel just yeah. like last week right that's why i was so surprised by our 12 personnel i mean those guys i don't know how many plays we had with those guys but they showed up a ton right and schultz and and, and jarwin those guys were in there a lot together mm. yeah let's try and find that number for, for you sure. here in a second but you're right i mean you're gonna have to protect steel on the right side you're gonna see a lot of 12 personnel which is not the most entertaining form of offense whenever you have guys like this but you're also you're okay missing michael week. gallup too so it's not like you're taking a big-time playmaker off the field Fact. this week specifically uh, or in the weeks moving forward. So you have a little bit to play around with, and Kellamore is going to have to certainly do that. Uh, another thing that was addressed during the Jerry Jones uh, interview on 105.3 The Fan was Randy Gregory and his status as yesterday. As Zach Martin and Brandon Knight came off of the COVID-19 list, Randy Gregory went on to it. And so uh, Jerry, much like he was with Zach Martin last week, still very hopeful. Luckily, they don't play Thursday. They play Sunday. And who knows, maybe if that were the case last week, Zach Martin might have played. But now he has the confidence that Randy Gregory could potentially go through that. What is the the idea of of getting him back like right now, Rob? And what would have to go right? Same thing as Zach last week because he's vaccinated. Um, It's those two negative tests 24 hours apart. And then it depends on whether he's got symptoms. The reports yesterday were that he were he was asymptomatic. Jerry said not severe symptoms or something. So it just depends. If he does have some symptoms, then he's got to be 48 hours free of those. So I, this happening on Sunday or Monday, whenever it popped up, I think he's got a chance to get back. Yeah. You know, I think, Zach, that was a pretty accelerated timeline last week. It was pretty quick, and he still wasn't able to get back, unfortunately. However, he's back this week, which shows that he really didn't have a whole ton of struggle last week either. Uh, Outside of Randy Gregory, how do we feel about the edge rusher spot after last week? I mean, Dorrance Armstrong made a play. Randy, or excuse me, Demarcus Lawrence, of course, forced the fumble. I mean, there's there's a couple things there that were pretty good about the edge rusher spots. How do you feel about it last week, Heck? Well, I mean, I think that. We've seen Dorrance Armstrong take those strides uh, through training camp and OTAs, and he just seems to be a bigger, faster version of himself in in 21. Um, I feel confident. And again, it's back to the serenity prayer. There's nothing we can do about this. Everybody in the league is going to be dealing with this. Uh, And you hate to see, I won't call it a healthy scratch, but just a guy that's due to a test, asymptomatic, he could possibly play if he passes these two tests 24 hours apart. I think as a franchise, we just have to have the mentality that we're just going to go forward with what we have. And I think guys like Armstrong, I think uh, Basham uh, have shown you that they can be those rotational guys and Bradley and I. Uh, he's, so give these, all of these guys an opportunity and also Chauncey Golston uh, coming back as well. I think that if, if he's you know, obviously active uh, on game day, I think it gives you a little bit more confidence with replacing the player in Gregory. Armstrong during 27 snaps, which, by the way, was only 10 snaps less than what Randy Gregory had. I mean, Gregory had 37, and Armstrong had 27, and they had the same amount of pressures. 
They had three hurries. Nobody got really close in terms of those two guys uh, of a sack or anybody on a good Tampa Bay offensive line. But the fact that Armstrong had the equal amount of pressure, it, it's pretty impressive to right. see how he, like you said, has come into himself and kind of blossomed as an edge rusher, Rob. Yeah, he has, and he was this close to a strip yeah, sack was. on Tom Brady. which How he held nice. on to that ball is really beyond me. Oh, man, Strand. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, hey, how do you? I mean, you can almost hear him hit that arm and the ball not come out. That's, man, that's, yeah, that's something. It was Jeff Heath against Aaron Rodgers in 2016. How? Like, how in the hell did that not happen? But uh, that would have been, been a nice feather in his cap. You're right. He had a great training camp. Dorrance did. They just, they need more pressure, though. They need more pressure. Dan Quinn talked about it yesterday. Some of that is Tom Brady. I mean, that's what he does, Isaiah. He gets the ball out quick. Yep. But th- they were around him some, you know. I mean, they they had some good rushes, and I thought they used a lot of – they used everybody because of the humidity and the weather on Thursday night. But there were times where they just – they didn't they didn't get there, you know. And, and, and you're right, Kyle. That's a good offensive line in Tampa. They got to they affect Justin Herbert more than they did against uh, Tampa. So, and I'm trying to think of the way that people would line up against the Chargers. But guess who you would be going against if you're Dorrance Armstrong and Slater? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like that matchup. Rashawn I like that Slater. I like that matchup. Um, I definitely like it for Dorrance Armstrong. Oh, do you? I do. Did you see Rashawn Slater last? He's week? He's getting I, rave reviews, isn't he? Dude, he shut down Chase Young. Like, shut him down. It was the Again. first time Chase Young's been shut down since he was. Okay. Oh, guess what? In college at Ohio State, playing Northwestern against Rashawn Slater. I know Slater. what you're. I know what you're doing right I'm now. I'm telling you. I know what you're doing, and, and I don't want to be a part. You. I don't want to be a part of the gotcha question. And I told you so. I'm not doing that yet. Okay. He wants, a, do right. that. He he, wants he, a do-over he, on the draft. He, I'm not going to do that. I yet. see what he's doing, and I'm not. I'm not going to let you I'm, do that to me. I'm so what do, you want? Yet, what do you want? What do you got? I I'm very impressed with Rashawn Slater, and I always have been. But I'm not going to do that yet. Okay. We'll we'll save that for later on if that needs to be. However, he looked really good, and whoever's going up against him, it's going to be a tough task. Now, the rest of that offensive line, which has been completely redone from the Chargers' standpoint, is vulnerable. Mm. So I think it allows a guy like Demarcus Lawrence to maybe have a big game coming up Sunday. But he's going to need. He's going to need it. I mean, we're going to have to get some pressure. I mean, the thing is, get home. If we're going on the blitz, get home. And that's going to be have to be the going theme for this defense because of our weaknesses on the back end. Uh, as we strengthen it, I'll just say that, as we strengthen the back end of our de- defense, getting home is going to have to be the idea this week because we can't just allow a quarterback like Justin Herbert to sit back and pick his spots. And I said, you know, Brady had time in that game, but I thought DeMarcus played really well. Yeah, he did. Heck yeah. Game. He was, I mean, that's a tough matchup against Wirfs, and he was – he was around the ball. Um, it made obviously had the had the forced fumble. Uh, was in the backfield some, so that was a good start for him considering all the time he missed. Um, but do you want to stand on the table for Micah Parsons after an April full of saying we need to draft this guy? You want to tell Kyle that? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! We're not, like I said, we're not doing that yet. We're not doing <laughs> not that yet. yet. Not yet. Yet. I'm gonna let it play out a little I just bit said longer. My man over here was very quiet. Look at so I, I mean, wanna, I just, was pretty shut down Chase Young. <laughs> 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 I mean, we're, we're talking about backup players, right? Or, you know, mm. yeah, the guys that come in and fill in for our starters, right? So we're yeah. talking about, um, you know, obviously uh, Terrence Steele coming in and fitting in. That change is drastically <laughs> different than what we have on the defense side of the ball. Gregory to Armstrong is not as far of a fall off as no. it is <laughs> from, from Collins to Amen. freaking Steele. So Agreed. as we look at those comparisons, I'm not worried in that regard. Uh, 
I think we're gonna have to get pressure somewhere else. Anyways, it's not gonna be a oh man, this is our this is our freaking you know Von Miller or whatever it is. He's like yeah. they're getting shut down. So I'm not concerned about. Um, Gregory, obviously, we wish we we had him. We hope that we have him. I'm supposed to um, say, in the game. It's not out. It's not out the picture yet. So we hope that we have him, obviously, but it's not as dire a situation as it is on the offensive side of the ball. No doubt about it. Yeah. And I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you're looking at the defensive side and thinking, we're still going to have a pretty decent day. Yeah. At least, hopefully, we'll have a decent day. But you're we're right, not going Kyle. up against Tom Brady. But you are right. I mean, that, that uh, Washington football team defense, they had their hands full with the Chargers offense. And you would think mm-hmm. that they would have been able to generate a lot more pressure. And they didn't. I mean, the Chargers went max protect. They knew what they were up against, yep. and so they protected uh, their their quarterback. And so they're just new. The things that happen within the game where you know, hey, this guy is going to be under fire. Get the ball out your hand so you don't get taken out. You know yeah. what the Cowboys <laughs> did at all times. <laughs> yes, Cowboys did that as well on Thursday. I mean, max protect, get the Absolutely. ball out of the hands, and they threw it fifty eight times. Jesus How God. about twelve of them called? At the line of scrimmage, checked out of in terms of run plays. We're going to talk about a little Kellen Moore play calling and a little communication thing between quarterback and offensive coordinator when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Come on, Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Do the business. Do the thing. That is. We got to get Rob P. his glasses, man. That's why I, I know. That's, mm. I know. Anyway, we'll that's get, for another we'll, day. Rob P. handles all the communications in regards to it. But doesn't have his own shades. I know. Yeah. Before Christmas, we'll figure it we out. We need Rob P. Island Edition Essilor glasses. Ooh, I Ooh. like that. I like that. 
Let's get that sponsorship Let's going. That, You're man. big enough for that, right? I mean, I don't know. I think you are. I'll what? run up the. I'll run it up to the Essilor folks and see. We'll find out. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. Just so you know. Pick up the raw pea editions today. Here's, here's an idea. Uh, one thing that came out of the coordinators yesterday, both all three coordinators talked with the media, and Kellen Moore got a chance to go up there and kind of talk about the the imbalance of pass and run and it was also a topic of conversation that we had yesterday he said he said we called 28 run plays right 28 which is kind of decent whenever you still look at 40 what would that be for even numbers i'm terrible at math so that would be 28 30 so yeah it'd be 28 and 30 so pretty even in terms of calling. Twelve plays, however, mm. were checked at the line of scrimmage from Dak Prescott. So I want to ask from a former quarterback standpoint, okay. how easy is it to check out and how much do coaches hate it when you check out that often? I mean, you check out based upon your look. Okay. So typically you come up to the line of scrimmage with two plays now. That's pretty much how this league is going. So if they called, if Kellen Moore called a run play, Dak comes up to the line of scrimmage, if the leverage isn't to your advantage, if your offensive lineman don't have the advantage in terms of leverage, if the numbers don't add up, if you have you know six blockers and they have seven or eight guys in a box, you're checking out. So Dak Prescott always has the power to get the team in a better play call. So he's not going to run the run play just because Coach called the run play. It's his job to make sure that it's a good look, whether it's run or pass. So Regardless of what Kellen Moore calls, if it doesn't look good, once once Dak gets up to the line of scrimmage, he's going to check out of it. So that sounds like that's exactly what he did. My th- my question is, what percentage of NFL uh, quarterbacks have the authority to check out of plays? All of them. All of them. So we're not talking about something Nothing, that's yeah. foreign. Guys have they? I mean, basically they call two plays in the huddle anyway, and mm-hmm. so it's your, uh, it's your job. To make sure that we run a good play. So, in going and watching the game, obviously Tampa was showing a lot of seven in the box yes. looks, and then you know checking out of them at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. as well. But they were bringing uh, the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it and I hate it. I love it because you you pay your quarterback what you you give him what you give him, and you want him to have that control. Again, all quarterbacks in the league have it. Um, I also think that for a for for defense that needs as much help as they can get. I think that part of it, the rhythm of, of football, I think that throws your game plan off because you're putting your defense out there a lot more than you want to with three and outs and what it takes when you just throw the ball three times or what have you. So, look, the, 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 all of this works hand in glove, and I don't know uh, throughout the course of a football season will this come back to bite us if we're going to do this if this is who we are, you know, or, or if we're just going to say, look, Tampa was Tampa and we won't have to go up against those type of three, four looks. Because, look, the Chargers are the same way as far as their look. And they have a lot of dogs in their secondary and obviously mm-hmm. bolsters. So they will show those same kind of looks. Will Dak do the same thing in, in the game versus the Chargers? People need to also understand that as a defensive coordinator, you can declare what the offense is allowed to do. If you come up and you put seven or eight guys in a box and you kind of have an idea of where they what they typically do out of certain for, uh, formations and different personnel groups, maybe they wanted to take Zeke out the game. Maybe that was Tampa's approach. Maybe Tampa was like, yeah, you guys just aren't going to run a ball against us. And we've seen that over the years against Zeke. Yeah. So, I mean, They'll load that box yeah. against him. So maybe they felt better about their chances in the with the ball with Dak coming off an ankle, with Dak, you know, all the shoulder issues through camp. They were like, we'll roll the dice and we'll just make Dak throw the ball. Because there's a greater percentage, there's a greater chance that we'll get an interception through the air than we would get a fumble 
with Zeke running the ball. Maybe that's what their approach was, and they took it away from us. You know, I go back to what I said Monday. Like those loaded boxes, like like you said, we've seen those over the years, and they had a different guy, guys up front blocking for Zeke in the middle. You know, they had Travis Frederick, Zach Martin usually is in there, mm-hmm. and they don't care. They'd run it anyway, and they didn't do that in this game. And I think they, I think they saw the matchups. I mean, that's as good a run defense. That's the best run defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, and when, and when there's eight in the box, and you like your chances on the outside, especially when Murphy Bunting Bunting goes out on the outside for them at corner, and you have the receivers you have, I mean, I understand why they did what they did. What I was a little surprised was we heard all offseason how great Zeke looked, and we and he did look good, yeah. you know. Um, he didn't get that touchdown where Jarwin misses the block, oh. and maybe he could have shook him, but I think you know the, no. it was mainly the block there. Yeah. He looked really good. Could you got him involved some other way? I mean, we talked about how some of the short passing game functioned as a sort of the running game. Mm-hmm. Could you, you know, this is, Zeke's had seventy-seven catches in a season in his career. Could you kind of get him going a little bit that way? That was my only thing, and, and that's know? that's my tiff with it as well. Because the reason, let's be real, let's be real. We, I hope, I hope people don't really have an expectation that Tyler Biotish and that freaking Connor Williams were going to move Vita Vea and Adamican Sue off the ball. It's not going to happen. If, if that's what you guys were expecting, then then you have false hope because that's <laughs> not that's not reality. You you're living in, in Rainbow Land right now, okay? That's fiction land. So, let's not think that that was going to be the case. So, the reality is anything that happens behind those guys easily takes us out of, out of a run play. Right? If those guys shift the linebackers over one direction, ah, we got to check out of this run because we don't have the leverage. Right, we know we can't move those two jokers off the ball, so we can't get up to the second level. If we can't get up to the second level, then these linebackers that they had in Tampa could roam free, and we know them boys could run and hit too. So that's the reality. It sounds like it's starting to really look like they didn't. They wanted to take Zeke out the game, but now that falls on whose shoulders? Kellen Moore. We can't run the ball, Kellen Moore. You knew that coming into the game. It's not like you just found that out when you got there. They had them two dogs on the roster before you showed up to the field. So now how do you get Zeke involved? That's when you start having to say, we paid you a lot of money, Kellen Moore. Right? We believe in you. We re-upped you. Be creative and get our one of our best playmakers on this team the ball. I think that's a great point because if if you're one dimensional in week one, you can get away with it. You can be okay. You can throw it 58 times and run it 14 times or whatever the mm-hmm. total ended up being and be fine. However, going through the rest of the 16 games this year, you can't be one-dimensional. You're going to have to figure out how to run the football, even against stuff competition, mm-hmm. much like you saw with Tampa Bay. Now, I don't think we're going to see a Tampa Bay talented front the rest of the year. Mm. Yeah. Washington. Okay, yeah. that's fair. But yeah. that's after Thanksgiving. I mean, you've got a little bit of time to, to look at that one. Twice. Yeah. We'll see them <laughs> twice see in twice. four weeks. So, yeah, you're right. We will see that front. But outside of them, it's probably nowhere close to what Tampa Bay brought to yeah. the table. you got to find a way to run the football. As we continue this conversation, though, I wanted to open up the phone lines. Let's get some fan calls in here. 888 888- 855-2297. Once again, it's 888-855-2297. Give us a call, and we'll answer some of your questions live here on Talking Cowboys. And uh, as we continue this, going up against the Chargers, we're going to preview the Chargers' defense on Thursday. We've got some time to, to kind of dive in on them a little bit later on. But in your early studies, what are you looking at to take advantage of this week? What are you looking is it their secondary that's susceptible? Is it their front seven? What are we looking at from an offensive standpoint to take advantage of? 
I mean, I'm 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 gonna sound old school after we just talked about how Kellen Moore is not, you know, wants to throw the ball and not run his, you know, Zeke's head up against the wall trying to get the running game established. I just feel as though you have to at a certain point. I think it helps your young defense. to, to get in rhythm when you have a running game that can continuously take that uh, take time off of the clock. It's field position and ball control. Those are the certain things that win you games uh, in the NFL. And obviously, if we're going to be committed to throwing the ball that we we are or have or shown in the first game, then we're going to have some lopsided games like this, like we saw last year, where you're you're throwing for a lot of yards, but you're still losing uh, the game. And that's just because you're not even with time of possession. Uh, it's just not allowing you. It's just not going to allow you the, the room uh, for error that you would have if you still ran the ball. I mean, it's just that's just football one on one. Yeah, I think we need to approach this game with that mentality. We need to get this thing growing on the ground. And I think that we can. Uh, I think Washington averaged about five yards per carry mm-hmm. against those guys. So, obviously, they have a they have a dog at running back. But guess what? We, we do, too. So, <laughs> we need to get him going. I think, it, I think it's very important to get Zeke's confidence back coming off of, off, off of last year. Not to say that he lost a lot of it, right? But when you have a guy of that caliber – you need him to know that I'm supported. You need him to know that, hey, coming off of a year that's not up to my standards, I need to know that you guys still are riding with me. Right. And I did my part last week and and blocking and you know, and when I had opportunity to run, I did what I could with what I had. I need y'all to feed me this week. Yeah. Because I need I need that confidence going into this season. And you guys, the rest of my teammates need that confidence so that my offensive line blocks a little bit harder. So that my receivers put their head in there and go finish blocks <clears throat> at Jarwin. Hmm. Right? Guys like that, plays like that. They need to know that this guy's going to bust his butt. They need to know that he's capable of breaking loose again. They need to be reminded of the old Zeke. And he needs to be reminded of the old Zeke. And if they do that, then I think we're going to have a heck of a year on the ground. I agree. That was my only thing going back to this game. Because Kellen Moore could argue, like, we were one-dimensional and we had the lead with a minute and a half to go. Great point, you know. So that's that's the argument. Even though he did say, I mean, he was ready for that question. I mean, he called more runs than than we thought he did, you Mm -hmm. know. But that being said... I agree. I think you've got to give get Zeke going a little mm-hmm. bit. And he'll do whatever the team needs him to do. He, that's proven over the last few years. But I think coming off of last year, how he's looked in preseason, give him some opportunities. But I do wonder, and with Zach Martin being back over, I think there was an ESPN stat over the course of Zach's career, they're averaging like five yards of carry with him in the lineup. So having him back at right guard will certainly help. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think they, they, they need to get a little bit more balance going over the course of the year. But I wonder, Tony Pollard, they want to use Tony Pollard this season. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've talked about how Zeke, you want him fresh for December and hopefully January. Mike said that during training camp. So we're going to see more Tony too. Uh, no, I, I like I, I love what you said, and, and we talked about Tony Pollard at length mm-hmm. about what his impact can be uh, for the Cowboys. And I think with Michael Gallup being out, I think that also gives you an opportunity yeah. to see yeah. Tony Pollard in that position because we saw it all throughout OTAs, we saw it through training camp, and so he's he you know look man he moonlights at receiver as well. So I'm really excited to see what the game plan is going to be for 20. I like that 
Because if you can throw him out wide and then have that extra element of maybe having him in motion and doing a bunch of different things, it really opens up your offense and the Cowboys could take advantage. Let me say this also. For our offensive line, haven't you seen that, or for any offensive line, when your big guys are firing off and their running Mm -hmm. game is going, it just builds that confidence for them. And I think our offensive line need that because all of the talk and whispers, well, you just can't do that versus Tampa. If you want to win a championship, you're going to have to be able to do it. Period. That's fair. I I completely agree. You got to have that blocking up front. You got to have some confidence and build it there. I don't want to cut Johnny off because he's waiting on the phone line. Who is that? Johnny on the phone. He's just calling in because I opened up the phone line. (laughs) Johnny from El Paso is on the line. We're going to get to you next, Johnny. We're going to take a break first and then we'll come back so we don't have to cut you off. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56, where the Dallas Cowboys will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys. Was that in the read? No. It was, I knew it was. No, it wasn't in the it read. Ad-lib. I like that. Yeah. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, <laughs> Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and now we're joined by Johnny in El Paso. Johnny, how's it going? Doing good. And yourself, guys? Doing all right. What's going? What's on your mind? Morning, morning. So I wanted to ask um, this past game with Anthony Brown being beat by uh, by Antonio Brown. The, this receiving core for the LA Chargers is another good receiving core. Do we see 
them throwing in Kennedy or is Brown's lease a little shorter? I saw Brown, I mean, um, I saw Quinn's comment about the deep ball, how they were supposed to have safety help. But, I mean, let's be honest, is his lease gonna, leash going to be a little shorter this week, especially coming up against that receiving core? Fantastic Thanks, question, Johnny. Heckma, I'll let you take yeah, the first crack at heck, this. this is your this beat. Is all you're on the speed. Don't, don't make <laughs> – no, I'm not going to do what you guys are expecting. Look, the, Dan Quinn said yesterday that A.B., Anthony Brown, was supposed to have safety help over the top. Yes. Mm. Yep. And that may have mitigated your 55-yard touchdown. Mm. So, I mean, it's just coverage error. So, mm. not on him, on the safety. But that. But what about going into this week? Does that change your mind about Anthony Brown? Well, I mean, what do you do? You go with Trayvon Diggs versus Keenan Allen, and you leave him, uh, Anthony Brown, with Mike Williams. Williams. Is that going to put you – are you going to go zone in this situation? Or are you going to stay man like you did last week? I mean, these are phenomenal things that you have to ask yourself going into this game, Kyle. Yeah. But number 30 is your cornerback, so we're going to go with him. And, <laughs> look, we're going to trust him. And, hey – Isaiah's just drinking. This is deja vu. What what else? What what else can can I say? If 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 it is absurd to think that Nation Wright could mm. could wouldn't be wait a minute worser. <laughs> it's not a word, uh, but you would you would definitely. I mean, look, I I'm of the that absurd thinking that you know you put a guy out there and let him prove his worth to you. Um, I have other proof that rookies can't do it. Cameron Dantzler, uh, third-round pick, Mississippi State. Year, yeah. yeah, I mean, there there are you, there are things that can prove that if you put your rookie out there, not to say that Dantzler is a all-pro. not pro, an all-pro. All, yeah. None of that. But at the same time, you you know where this guy is going to be. You have a future with your cornerback. Two interceptions, that would be more than what you got right now in your cornerback group. Let's go. I'm throwing the rookie into the fire. I'm throwing Nation out there. The reason why. What? Wait a minute. What? Yeah. What'd you just yeah, say? I'm throwing the Ricky. Yeah, y'all are 180 this from is last awesome. week. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen to my point, heck. Listen to my point. All right? You, you so, convinced him. Listen to my point. You know why? You know why? <laughs> there are, I mean, there are. Because I watched the game. Okay. I watched the Chargers game. And I watched this. The, their number two. Mike, or Mike Williams? Mike Williams. 6'4". 220. 220. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's, what's Nation? 6'4". Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's big on big. Big on big. Big on big. Hey, so I feel better about big on big, right? Nation can run, right? Nation got E-Honda hands. Yeah. Nation's the same height. Yeah. So put him up there. Put him up there and put the safety help over the top, huh? Let How about that? If you can get it. But let me ask you but, this. But think about this, because even if A. Brown stays in his hip pocket, still a completion. Yeah, the, 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 with, with, the, with the accuracy of Herbert, still a completion. You know why? He's throwing it up top. He's throwing it up high. Mike Williams is going to go up there and go-go gadget, and he's going to catch that thing. So even if A. Brown sticks great defense, it's still a mismatch. Just like the back shoulder throw to Godwin. You can't start, you can't, you can't stop that, right? We talked about I talked about that a couple weeks ago, back shoulders. You can't stop that play. Guess what else you can't stop? If you're the same size as A. Brown and you got you're going to get somebody 6'4, even if you're in this hip pocket, if he throws it up high, guess what? He's seven feet. Can't stop it. So you have to match big. What we just talked about the other day, yesterday. You're going to match your personnel. Right, based upon the skill sets of what he's going against. Yeah, you have Nation Wright who's six four and two hundred or two hundred plus pounds. You're going against a six four number two. Put him out there. 
Diggs will handle handle uh handle um Keenan Allen. Hey, clip this for me, Beam. Mm. Clip come it. Back to this. Clip it. <laughs> shake, shake it before you bake it. <laughs> shake it before you bake it. But we just talked about yesterday putting guys in position to be successful. Putting a Brown against Williams is not putting him in position to be successful. I'm sorry. Now, if it happens that where he's in the game and he goes against something, cool. But matching him up against him, not a good idea. Because even if you play amazing defense, he still has an advantage. Just like Calvin Johnson back in the day. Mm-hmm. Garrett's played really good defense against Calvin Johnson, but guess what? That boy isn't got a gold jacket because I'm bigger than you. Right? We don't need that to happen. So let's put our dog on Ricky out there who matches up against him attribute-wise and say, let's see what you got. Only four corners saw snaps against Tampa Bay. Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, Maurice Kennedy, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown had 65 snaps. That was tied with Trayvon Diggs, which is all 65 snaps on defense. Mm-hmm. Maurice Kennedy saw two snaps, and Johnny specifically asked about Kennedy, Rob. Do you see him mixing in a little bit more? This is a slot wide receiver kind of revolving door for the Chargers. They've got Jalen Guyton, uh, Allen product, that went, went yep. to North Texas, go Mean Green, baby. Um, and then you have K.J. Hill out of Ohio State, who was one of, the, one of my favorites later in the draft last year, speedster. Mm. So you've got two guys in the slot that they'll kind of rotate back and forth. Do you see the Cowboys doing the same thing defensively and maybe evening out the snap counts a little bit with Jordan Lewis and Maurice Kennedy? That's a great question. Um, I I could see it if things go the way they went early in the game week one. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think they're just going to sit there and let the same issues happen. Uh, I, I could see the game starting the way it did in week one and then adjust if you need to. And I I mean, I, I love Isaiah's point on, on size and matching up. I, I do think if they made a change, it would probably be Maurice Kennedy first. Mm. But I, I get your point about the size issue. So we'll see what they do. It, what, they're going to be tested because Justin Herbert, I think he threw 27 passes in the first half right. against Washington. Right. They have a great young quarterback. That's their strength. Mm-hmm. They're going to go after it. So how do the Cowboys respond? And I think it's a great question. I think you know, you've got to be prepared to adjust if things don't go your way. And you also have a, have to have a defensive front that gets pressure on Herbert. Yep. And that's going to make guys like Anthony Brown look that much better if you're able to rush those throws from Herbert. And so all of this, uh, again, I want to see Michael Parsons. Uh, if, if Michael Parsons can have more of an impact from a rushing standpoint, I think that changes the dynamic of the way that we're, we're being uh, just pretty much taken advantage of in secondary. Justin Herbert is he the best quarterback the Cowboys are going to face from here until almost mm. Halloween? No. Who's on Halloween? Yeah. Uh, Halloween is Kirk Cousins. Okay. I, I mean, I would even throw probably Justin Herbert above that. It's just the youth thing for me. Um, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts next week. Then you've got Sam Darnold week four, Daniel Jones week five, Mac Jones week six, and then Kirk Cousins is on our. Uh, well, I answered your question before you actually said Halloween, so my bad. So is it yes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and then it's Drew Locke, Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan and then Patrick Mahomes, those two in November. I know Matt Ryan's not what he used to be, but, I mean, this is the best quarterback you're going to see for good, a good Facts. amount of time. Facts. No doubt. So watch out for Jalen Hurts in week four, but yeah. What did you think about him, by the way? And, and the NFC East, the only team to get a win this past week was Philadelphia. What did you think about that? I thought he looked. I thought he looked great as a rookie. I know he had some tough moments, you know, uh, when he would be forced to kind of throw from the pocket. But he's a young player, and like what he can do to extend drives, he just gets more time in the system. I think he's going to wind up being their franchise quarterback. I really, wow. I really do. I really think, do. Think they they put their chips in the right boat? 
Yeah, right, right I, side of the table. I do. I mean, it's a tough decision, but I think I mean, you know, you just never know, and you've got to have it's it's a delicate thing. You got to have the right guys around your young quarterback, but I I think he's on the right track for sure. Both Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith had a touchdown catch as well. So. Yeah, it, it it really makes my stomach turn just seeing him <laughs> get that confidence that he got versus an Atlanta squad that I I don't think anybody's going to think is any good. No, nope. uh, but again, it's young quarterbacks getting confidence, and that's just going to permeate. It's going to go throughout the rest of the season for him. I loved him in Alabama. I loved him at OU, and mm-hmm. I hated that he got drafted by the Boo Eagles. I don't like him anymore now, so yeah, yeah I don't wish him well, but it's he, going to be a challenge. He's the second best starting quarterback in the division right now. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Right now. Because Ryan man, Fitzpatrick got hurt. Daniel, yeah. Danny Dimes wait, God. Fumble, had another fumble. Yeah. Can't hold on to the ball. Cannot, and and now with the with the uh, injury in, in Washington, that sets them back for sure. Yeah. With Heineke, I, I just don't think he can mm-hmm. get it done, so I mean, the NF- NFC East is still ours. Did you see RG three <laughs> tweeting the or tweeting the picture, uh, or it, he he posted the Instagram picture? It was RG three and it said "Make the call," and it was him running out of the tunnel in Stop Washington. It. Stop it, please. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They, they, they're now another sewage RG3. leak is happening at this stadium. Mm. Oh, it just, yes. did you see that too? That was so Goodness gross. gracious! That was hey, so nasty. <laughs> can I run out one piece of more news before we get out? Yeah, of here? absolutely. Did you guys talk about kicker at all? Oh no, we did not. Yeah. Just real quick, Jerry on the fan talked about how you know the reports that they're bringing in Liram Hirulahu to the practice squad for depth. Uh, but Jerry mentioned something new. He said that not only was Zerline coming back from the back surgery in preseason, he had a little bit of a quad issue um, leading up to the to the season God, opener. This guy's Frankenstein. So, huh? Frankenstein he a, he had a quad back groin thing it, when he first got here. And then, and then the back, and now, uh, what, what did you just quad. say? Quad. quad. Father time. Just something to keep an eye on hmm. going forward. Liram Hirolahu on the practice squad now. Father time has never failed. Gets us all. Gets it's everybody. Me. Got everybody except for Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't want to talk about he him anymore. He an elixir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see him in the NFC Championship game. We'll figure, we'll, we'll figure him out later. Nobody's ever figured Tom Brady out. Yeah, I was about to say good luck with that one. That's a good one. Uh, That's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. Glad you've been with us here over the last 45 minutes. When we come back tomorrow, it's time to preview that Chargers offense. I know we talked a lot about Justin Herbert and those receivers today. We're going to talk more about it tomorrow in that offensive line. What do the Cowboys do to match up with this Chargers team? And then Thursday, we preview the Chargers defense. For Chris Beam in the back, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!